What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Asian MMA Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of Asian MMA. This episode is brought to you by Collective Twitter Butthurt. I'm Dana Bluen, and we have a fair amount of news to talk about today. Before we get into everything, I want to address a few messages I got after my last episode. I had criticized one of the one championship referees for the way he was communicating to fighters who were in difficult situations. I got two separate messages from listeners who suggested that perhaps he didn't know enough English to do the job, and that was really the contributing factor there. I can say without doubt, with 100% certainty, that is not the case. I know Oliver Koss. I've actually worked probably hundreds of shows with him in the past few years when I was a referee. Now, it's true English isn't his first language. He's French, but he speaks English fluently without issue. Of course, he has a bit of an accent. He just sounds like a French guy speaking English. It doesn't make him difficult to understand, and he has a very, very robust vocabulary, especially around combat sports. Not only does he speak fluent English, he also speaks fluent Thai. I've seen him give fighter briefings in English and Thai, and then also talking in French to some fighters. No issues whatsoever. He's able to communicate without problems. So I just wanted to clear that up because I did get a few messages and that is categorically wrong. Moving on, that is out of the way. Let's get into some more Asian MMA news. First off, Singapore Fighting Championship has announced their next show, which will be September 28th at the Fuchao Building in Singapore. Now they've not announced the full fight card yet. And when they do, we'll be sure to update everyone and really kind of look at some of the matchups there. SFC generally does cards with a mix of combat sports on them so you're going to see mma boxing and muay thai all on the same card which is a format i really enjoy because it keeps it fresh i watched their last event on their facebook live stream and there were some really good fights even the boxing which i'm not always the biggest boxing fan these boxing matches were really good i would highly recommend checking them out i'm going to put a link in the show notes to their facebook page where you're going to be able to watch their events Coming back to Bangkok, it has been a year since we've seen a Full Metal Dojo show, but now it looks like there is one that is going to happen. It's actually going to take place August 31st. Now, there are some people talking about this before the card was announced, but it wasn't really sure, and after talking to the promoter John Nutt last week, it seems like it's definitely going to happen. Now, there still isn't much known. We don't know the full card, but friend of the show, Javier Chuyo, will be the main event against Ibrahim Radi from Monarchy MMA in Kuala Lumpur. One thing to note is Javier has recently made the move from Bangkok to Chiang Mai, so he, he could focus more on his training. He wanted to really kind of live a fighter lifestyle more than working as a coach and training. He really wants to be able to get camps in. Last time I spoke to him, he said things couldn't be going any better. Hopefully, we'll have him on the show soon to discuss the upcoming fight and see what he thinks. Now, I want to jump over to Manila where we had... Underground Battle MMA announced their next card, which is going to be coming up August 23rd. No details on the card yet, but what I love about UGB is that they have fights that are also a blend of MMA and stick fighting. These fights are insane. If you've never seen this you have to check it out it's absolutely wild i'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can see a trailer of one of these fights that it's mma the guys aren't wearing shirts it's just fight shorts and headgear with a like a mask and they're using the rattan sticks and it's just all out mma rules but with sticks it's amazing definitely get excited about this if you have the chance you need to watch it 
Jumping back to my second home in Malaysia, Octagon Asia MMA has announced their season two finalists for the tournament at Bantamweight, Lightweight, and Heavyweight that kicks off September 14th. Now, there are some well-known names from the local scene in the tournament. At Bantamweight, you've got Effendi Kalai and Aaron Lowe, both monsters. At Lightweight, you got Joseph Yap, and at Heavyweight, Niker Tan. It's an eight-man per division. This could be anyone's game. The tournament style just changes the dynamics Anything can happen. In One Championship news, Chatri Sityantong posted on his Facebook on August 8th that One Championship will 100% be going to India in 2020. Of course, they've got a number of Indian fighters signed to the promotion, and that being the second biggest market in Asia, it would make sense that they want to begin to establish a base there. They want to get those Indian fans onto their 2.4 billion potential viewers for every show. One has also been making claims that they're going to hold a show in the U.S. in 2020. That one... I'm far more skeptical about. And it will be interesting to see how one does with that, given that they're going to have to work with a commission for the first time, and they're going to have to be within the confines of that regulating body. So, you know, they're not going to be able to bring their own officials over unless they get them certified by the commission. They're still going to have all the oversight that a commission wants unless they go to some Indian casino, like out in the middle of nowhere, where they're willing to just let them do whatever. However, they've been throwing around Madison Square Garden as a potential venue. As new as New York is, to the game i'd be very surprised if they let one championship get away with the things that they do in asia so we're gonna have to see how that plays out it'd be interesting to see how they do in the american market especially given the history that we have of pride going over to vegas and that not really working out too well time will tell lastly but surely not least I was in Manila over the weekend for a charity event called the Black Tie Black Eye Affair. I went there to watch my friend Bev, aka the Diesel Diva, hashtag peace through sports, compete in a white collar boxing match. And she did amazing. Bev, congratulations. Shouts out to you. But the reason I bring this up and I want to shine some light on this is how involved the local MMA scene was in supporting the event. Both Brandon Vera and Mitch Chilson were in attendance to support the cause. And from talking to others involved in the event, they actually told me that these guys did a lot more than just show up. They were involved helping get the message out locally, getting people excited about the event, helping get donations raised. So these guys really went out of their way. They were just really generous with both their time and their resources. You know, and this is one of the things I love about MMA. So many of the stars in the sport are super generous with their time. And a lot of it we just don't know about as well. It, these, are, these are people who are just doing it to do it because they have the ability. They, they want to give back. Had I not been to this event, I would have had no idea that Mitch or Brandon were there. They just, they were doing it because they wanted to. They felt a sense of responsibility to their community and they stepped up and did it. And if other people hadn't told me how involved they were, how much they did to help out, again, I wouldn't have known because they weren't out there advertising it. On top of that, you know, I can think of countless other examples from fighters who have done very similar things. Uh, Ensign Inoue comes to mind in his efforts to raise awareness to help the people of northern Japan after the earthquake and tsunami devastated that area. Another fighter that comes to top of mind for me when it comes to giving back is AJ Pyro, who is probably one of the most giving fighters I've ever met. When you meet AJ, you can tell that giving back is just something that is hardwired into the fabric of who he is. AJ does everything from helping disaster victims to rescuing stray animals. You know, and it doesn't stop there. There's countless more fighters who go out of their way and give their time to support great causes. You know, I, I can't name them all. I wish I could. In a sport that has its ups and downs, this is always a bright spot for me.
I want to end on that note. Guys, if I missed anything or if you want more information on anything I talked about, leave a comment. Let me know. Send me an email, AsianMMAPodcast at gmail.com. And to stay up to date with all things Asian MMA, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook. I'll have all the links in the show notes. Check it out.